0: Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Roshan. Another day, another new rumour in the world of football.
1: I don't think it's a rumour anymore because Ro- right? Romano's come along and said, here we go. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. the gift that keeps on giving. That is Saudi Arabian football. And we've
0: got the gift that keeps on giving. Deepan Raj Ganesan with us. He is our Straits Time sports reporter and he is our man on the ground. Uh, Deepan, how is your tan coming along reporting from Saudi Arabia?
2: Hi, live Hi, Roshan. Uh, I'm not sure about the 10, uh, but plenty of learning experiences here so far. Uh, You know, Saudi Arabian football is taking the world by storm right at the moment and No better than to be here on the ground and, you know, witnessing it firsthand.
1: Yeah, I can imagine, Deepan. I hope you brought your sunglasses along. Not so much for the heat, but in terms of star power, how much shining stars there are around you. Speaking of which, there might be a brand new star joining Saudi Arabian football and that comes in the form of Neymar. Yet another massive signal of intent from (laughs) SBL?
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think when you look at uh, footballers who also have a brand, uh, Neymar takes that box. Uh, of course, you know, they have signed some of the, the, the world football's best players uh, in the likes of Karim Benzema, Angolo Kante, uh, Milankovic Savage. But Neymar it's a bit different. Uh, it's more like the first one that they had, which is like Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, that sort of fame. Uh, you know, Steven Gerrard actually uh, hit, hit the nail on the spot when he called him a Hollywood a list <laughs> So I, I think that's what Neymar is. And, and I think he'll bring lots of brand power to the SPL because he's got his own legion of fans, right? Uh, They are not just in football, but view him as almost like an icon, a lifestyle icon. Uh, So big, big capture for the Saudi Pro League.
0: Lifestyle icon. I like the way you describe that. And so true, especially when you look back on his career at Paris Saint Germain. Uh, Deepan Avraj, Ghanistan, of course, has written an article on the Straits Times. If you want to read all about it, the Saudi league. Uh, you had a chance to have a conversation with Michael uh, Menalo, who is the Saudi Pro League's new director of football, player acquisition, and club development. That is a big deal, considering the signings that have been made. Uh, what's your impression of this guy and, and that conversation that you had?
2: Yeah, so, so first and foremost, I think he comes with massive pedigree. Let's not forget that, you know, he, he was responsible for a lot of the good things that Chelsea had uh, before things started to go awry for them. Um, you know, the likes of Kevin De Bruyne and Salah, although, you know, did not make uh, quite the impression at Chelsea itself. Uh, you know, they went on to establish good careers in the English Premier League. And both players, for example, were the works of Emi Uh I, I think what really struck me from, from this interview is that uh Eminalo is a confident, confident guy in terms of what he wants to do uh, with the Saudi Pro League or what he thinks he can help them with. Uh, you know, the, the striking quote that, that you know I remember from the interview is that he confidently said this will become a league for exceptional players only. Wow. He's not saying this will be a league for good players, this will be a league for known players, this will be a league for exceptional players only. I think that that strikes quite the chord uh, in the sense of his conviction in what he aims to do uh and then also another thing is when you look at his role uh, the fact that you are playing basically orchestrator in the transfer market for 18 clubs uh that's quite a a, a massive thing and, and it's quite interesting model that they're employing here uh in terms of getting just one guy to to be the, the main orchestrator of course you know uh he's not doing everything for for the clubs right? i think clubs themselves uh, will tie the loose ends once he's got the player that they want uh, to the to the table in terms of discussions. But very, very interesting model that the Saudi Pro League are employing.
1: Considering his links to Chelsea, it's no surprise there's been an influx of Chelsea players into the Saudi Pro League. But you talk a lot about player acquisition. I'm keen to find out what else is in the pipeline to make the league become, to quote your words or Imanello's words, exceptional or become one of the best leagues in the world.
2: Yeah, so I, I think uh, it, it is a long-term strategy, and part one of this strategy is to bring in those players. Uh, as you can see, you know, at the start of this season, uh, this so-called you know, revamp season, if you want to call it that way, uh, they've already secured quite a number of broadcast deals. I believe it's, it's being uh, this new season will be shown in over 130 countries, uh, including Singapore. So I think that's the result of just bringing in those star names and 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 world football icons uh i I do think there'll be more to come in the sense of uh off-field activities in terms of increasing uh the kind of revenue and coverage that the spl gets everything is still quite brand new in that sense because i think they have been used to this uh for for some time now when when you look at the saudi pro league let's not forget that you know we're not talking about a league that has no history you know this is uh, uh, a country that has history in the world of football already because, I mean, you, you look very recently at that sensational result against Argentina uh, at, at the last edition of the World Cup and then the history of the AFC Champions League, you know, I think Saudi Arabian clubs have won it six times now. So it's not like, you know, this is a completely new thing, but I think they're so used to doing a lot of things the old way. So, for example, um I, I, I think the press officers for each club in the Saudi Pro League you know i think they still only speak arabic and they're still not quite used to uh, international coverage or, or international journalists you know engaging with them and trying to arrange certain things so you know getting interviews with players or getting requests across has been a bit difficult so they, they will come to know soon enough that you know the media is quite an important ally to have you know if you want the, the league to grow you look at the english premier league and the kind of storylines and and mm-hmm. and stories they're able to tell uh, based on just having good coverage, I think that matters a lot. So there there are still things that got to change, but I think part one of this strategy is to just bring in these big players uh, and then the next few steps will occur. Mm.
0: It sounds like a, very much an origin story, right? Where everyone's trying to get to know one another, the league, getting to know the fans, and getting to know the media as well. You had the privilege of attending uh, two matches, I believe. I, I just want to cross-reference everything you've said with what you've actually felt on the ground, uh, where the fans are concerned as well. It, does it does it feel like
2: this is a, a premium sort of league, an exceptional league? Uh, not Not yet, I would say, because... Uh, the first game of the season, for example, Al-Ali against uh, Al-Hazm. Uh, you had Al-Ali, who of course had a front line of Alan Maxima and Roberto Firmino and Riyad Mahrez, which, let's be honest, a lot, or rather all Premier League teams will be envious of. But that's on the field, uh, In, in on, on one side. On the other side is Al-Hazm, who you know did not really have a recognised uh, name on, on the pitch. Uh, so that alone shows you that, you know, there's a there's a balance that needs to be struck first and foremost in the sense of the players that are coming into the league. Uh, of course, on the flip side, people will argue that, you know, even in the English Premier League or the La Liga or the Bundesliga, you don't have six, seven teams who, who, who share the power, right? There's like three to four teams. And that's yeah. the case here in the Saudi Pro League. But being at the match itself, one thing you have, I have to say is this. I'm not being biased in any way. Uh no, nobody's telling me to say this. Uh n- nobody has a knife to my throat. Sure, but I've I've gone to matches in England, I've gone to matches in other parts of the world uh where fans are, are passionate. That that crowd in, in, in the first game between Al Ali and Al Hazm, I, I would recommend anybody to come wow. here and watch the game because yeah. that that was really, really, really something memorable from this trip. One of the better games I've gone to in terms of Atmosphere. So I think they've got that going for them that you know there are clubs in the Saudi Pro League that have a huge, huge fan base. Mm. And in 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 jeddah itself, there are two clubs, right? Al Ali and Al-Etihad. And I was told that Al-Etihad is is the better supported club (laughs) in jeddah And Mm. if already the Al-Ali home game is creating that kind of atmosphere, you know, I would I would I can't imagine what the Etihad game will, will be like. So uh, they've got that history and, and the fan culture here. When I spoke to fans uh, at halftime and after the game, a lot of them were talking about how they had supported the, the the club since they were young. Uh so again, it's not like they are creating something from scratch. They are working on something that's already established and this is only gonna get better. Uh but of course, having said that, you you asked about the premium field. The stadiums are not not the most modern in the in the world, you know, at the mm-hmm. moment. So facilities and infrastructure is something that they've got to also look at uh, if they want to get to the higher excellence of of world football. Well, they've got the money. And, you know, Raushan,
0: I I was just remembering how you and I have been to that part of the world. You can't help but wonder: is this going to draw uh, us, you know, the Southeast Asians, to want to go there because it's not that far. No, I,
1: I've always liked travelling to watch football matches. I won't lie; the SPL hasn't been on my list, but the picture Deepan has painted makes me want yeah, to go and check too. it out. And Deepan, I, I I believe you when you say no one's had a knife to your throat to say <laughs> good things about the match experience, but. Instead of taking your word for it, let's check in with Alan saint maximin who obviously plays for Al-Akhli and here's what he had to say post-match.
3: Some people think the league are not uh, very good but you can see sometimes uh, a very good Premier League team can lose in a cup against four or five divisions. So you know when you go and you play a game, you know anything can happen in one game. I hear many things about the fan, I see many videos but I didn't know what I'm going to see You know. And I straight away they start to sing a uh, music, my name and everything so I just want to say thanks uh, to the fan and uh, I think you know this league in a couple of years, they're going to be one of the top uh, league. I'm sure about that you can see there is so many uh, good players. so if you put in all the team eight uh, top players, you can be sure the league going to be very good so You know, the team like Al Nasser, Al Hilal, Al Etihad, As, Al Ali, we're going to have a big fight against. And when we look like Etifak, and uh, there is many players like Anderson, Saad, Mbele, So, you know, many players, many more players and even young players going to come uh, in Saudi. And I just want to say thanks to them because they completely changed uh, my life. And I will be so grateful uh, of them to, to give me that opportunity.
0: What's uh, Alan said? Maximum speaking there. And you can tell a lot by a person's voice tone. This is something that we're trained in. Uh, there's a lot of sincerity and genuine surprise at the standard of the league. Yeah, I think he's quite
1: excited in terms of what is out there to be achieved. And he echoes Deepen's sentiments as well in terms of the growth. So, Deepen, just to wrap up this conversation, you spent close to a week in the Middle East now. Can you confirm that the hype surrounding Saudi football is real and here to
2: stay? Yes, I, I would say that the hype is real. Uh, whether it's here to to stay, I, I I you know find it difficult to to confirm that because I, I do still think there are challenges for for the Saudi Pro League. Um, you know, first and foremost, you, you look at uh, the country uh, in terms of the climate. I, I think that's going to be a challenge, you know, because I, for example, I was at the second game, um, between uh, al nazir and el etifat uh, the the weather is a really, really tough one. Uh, you could see Jordan Henderson, uh he had his hands on his knees uh by the thirty-fifth minute. That <laughs> that shows you you know the kind of conditions that they're playing in. Uh so when when players you know look at this on TV, they they look at or oh, they hear from, from fellow players about how it's like playing there, that's a tough one. Secondly, and, and and Michael Aminalo alluded to this in his in his interview, which was that he said that players uh, have got in touch with him, they are, they are interested to join the Saudi Pro League, but they are concerned about the perception that he would create for them. Uh, so they are worried about you know, what people, the media might say if a certain player moves to Saudi Arabia. Uh, and I know there's been all, all these accusations of spot washing and etc. Uh, but we, we must be honest that players at the end, of the day, they do they do care what people say about them. Um, and as long as there's all these controversies still around, uh, it's not going to be uh, clean, plain sailing for, for the Saudi Pro League. So so let's see what happens. Of course, also you we have got previous example with China and what happened there, uh, and whether or not you know this kind of spending is sustainable. Uh, but I'll answer my own own query on that one because uh, in China um, those clubs were owned by uh, like your retail giants and 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 stuff mm. like that. Whereas in Saudi Arabia, this is essentially state owned, state driven. Uh, mm. So, so you would think that you know that there would be sustainability on that part, uh, but yeah, I think that there there will be challenges. It's not going to be easy. Uh, but based on what I've seen, I think they are they are on to a really successful route with making the Saudi Pro League one of the best leagues in the world. Hey, I say, do what's
0: best for your career. We forget footballers; they, this is their career, this is their job. Uh, but you know what? Uh, do your research, read more about it. In fact, I highly recommend you go read uh, Dipen Rajganisand's article in the Straits Times. Uh, meet the former Chelsea transfer guru who's shaping Saudi Arabian football. It's a good read there, uh, Dipen. We appreciate your time. Take care and have a safe flight back. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Elliot. Thank you, Roshan.
0: Sports minutes on Money FM eighty-nine point three.